Guitar Will Travel, presented by Vintage Guitar Magazine, with your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies, and today I'm speaking with guitarist, singer-songwriter Sam Weber as he travels through Wisconsin to a gig. In our conversation, we cover his current tour schedule and opening for the musical act Bahamas recently. We talk about his admiration for Daniel Lanois, and we talk about growing up in British Columbia, Canada, and making the move to California, and having the opportunity to work with some of his heroes of the California music scene. We talk about his main guitar, and a acoustic that's been reworked by Reuben Cox in LA with his rubber bridge and electronics. We talk about the rest of his gear and we talk about the Canadian government's support of the arts. We talk about his love of terrestrial radio and we talk about his home studio and his gear safaris when he's out on tour. You can find out more about Sam Weber at his website samwebermusic.ca that's S-A-M-W-E-B-E-R-M-U-S-I-C dot C-A. And his music can be found at all the usual locations on the web. Please like, comment, most of all share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And please support Vintage Guitar Magazine for all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players. Because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players. Here's Sam. How you doing, Sam? I'm good, man. I'm really good. I'm, I'm uh, we're just south of Madison, Wisconsin. We're playing tonight. Oh, are you um, in the Midwest? So okay, yeah, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I should have caught you when you were when you played Smiley's in uh, Bolinas. Oh yeah, but I didn't know. Are you out that way? I'm. Yeah. Well, I'm about an hour away. Oh, I've, darn. I've played Smiley's a few times, and across the street at the Coast Cafe in Bolinas there. So yes. But I missed it. Amazing, yes. I didn't know. Next time. Yeah, it's a sweet spot. Yeah, we were stoked to play there. It was great. Yeah. And it's a small enough room, and it it, it all feels very intimate in, inside Smiley's. And they redid everything. Absolutely. They, they just redid the whole place. So, anyway. Oh, no way. Yeah. It was, uh, well, r- right as COVID, they had plans to redo it before COVID started. And then COVID just g- gave them an excuse to do the whole thing real fast. <laughs> Amazing! Oh, that's great. Are you like traveling right now, like in the in the van going? Down yeah, the unfortunately. Sorry, but hopefully it's not too much noise for you. Oh no, no, it, everything's fine. Okay, cool. It sounds good. Sounds real good. So, are great, you, great. and you're touring. Is is this a tour behind your new album? It is. Yeah, we're out for uh, we're out for this whole month, pretty much um, okay. all over. We're kind of we did the west when we were when we were over by you. We did like the west coast in February, and now we're doing March, basically in the Midwest, East Coast, Northeast. Uh-huh. Uh, south of it, yeah, all over. And what size venues are you playing? They're all smaller rooms, like 200 cap. Like I've I've only played a lot of these spots like once. Like I played with this uh, artist opening for this artist Bahamas in the fall. So we're kind of just coming back to some of those spots and okay, playing again, doing our own shows. Yeah. Okay, the same rooms basically? No, much smaller, like oh. 200 cap kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Like nothing, well, nothing big. Yeah. For a Bahamas, what what size what size rooms are you playing for him? He's like he's like around a thousand, some like okay. close around there. Some are smaller, but yeah. and it was just him solo too. Like when he brings his band, it band it tends to be a bit bigger. Okay, um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. We got to play uh, our own set opening for him, and then we actually got to play as his band because huh? about two shows into the tour, he was like, he probably he saw us playing and having all this fun, and it's like, well, you guys should just play with me. Well, how do you want to have fun too? Yeah, how'd you get hooked up with him? Uh, you know, we're both from Canada, so we just kind of like, I think he, he said he found me on YouTube. 
uh-huh. but I'm sure it was some sort of like algorithmic thing because we were both in Canada and just um, <laughs> heard me playing a song on YouTube. Okay. Um, just like live kind of thing and he really liked it and then we connected and kind of just became friends. Sure. Um, like that, you know. Yeah. Organically. Exactly. The old way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. And so the the new record is called Get Free, right? That's correct. Yeah, and it's it's it sounds super cool. It reminds me of uh, Daniel Lenoir and, or like Chris Whitley. Oh, dude, thank you. Yeah, both those dudes are rad. Yeah, I've, Dan's the stuff Dan's doing. Have you been listening much to his new stuff? Um, I haven't. I I haven't heard his most recent stuff. I haven't heard yet. No. Yeah. Oh man, like it's uh that it's like with that uh organist guy from louisiana is named johnny shepherd it's like this gospel music it's uh-huh. the most beautiful stuff i've heard oh really recent memory uh, yeah i'm a massive dan lenoir fan again okay. another canadian dude you know so. yeah exactly and, yeah. and and you live in la right now and he lives in la as, as well right yeah he lives in silver Lake. yes <laughs> um have you run into him yeah i mean my buddy my buddy tara lightfoot's from canada uh from hamilton and he's from hamilton so they've kind of been friends for a while so um she kind of brought, brought me over there one time, basically. And that was like when he was like, just, he was, he was just kind of like still working on that new record of his. And he played it for us on his massive, like, I don't know, Tannoy's or something. And he just cranked it. And it was so, it was the best sounding music I've ever heard. Like it was so loud. and so good. You know, <laughs> Very he's got cool. a, he's got a cool thing going on. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And did you listen to Chris Whitley? I mean, I know Danny Lynn, why, um, produced him but but were you listening to chris whitley back in the you, you must be much younger but like <laughs> but probably not when <laughs> it first came out but but maybe recently yeah i think i've touched in i haven't listened to it nearly as much as i probably should have but i've listened i've, I've listened to bits and pieces over the, over the years people have suggested to me and people have said that i sound like him a bit yeah. i really like it yeah i gotta listen what's the best what's the record that ended called uh, again uh big sky country and I, and I think with cool. Big, and living with the law, those two records I think are the ones he did. Oh yeah, okay. I'll put those on in the van. That sounds awesome. Good to listen to those again. And he might have done. There was a the third record, the Den of Ecstasy, that he that he might have done. But those are the living with the laws is the record. And they and what's you're gonna find this maybe funny, but maybe not. Uh, is that it was <laughs> it got played on uh, MTV. He had a couple singles that were getting played on MTV. <laughs> Which wow. was not not the not the normal sort of uh, MTV material, but it was it stood yeah. out. It, which was it was great because it stood out from from what was going on on MTV at the time. Hell yeah, totally. I mean that I that's so that's such a that's such a classic thing. Eh? It's just like this, you know, this medium like that that's so you know fairly controlled, and they've kind of got their thing they do, and then if something can kind of sneak on there that's different, it's different and people really tend to love it you know that's awesome yeah that he got that back in the day yeah and actually i think i think dan Dan, he might have been like he he wasn't even the producer i think he was the he might have been the engineer i was recorded in his house oh yeah word in in new orleans at the time oh right yeah yeah he did it and he did like uh didn't he do one of the Amy lou harris records there too I, yes, I, yeah, of course, Wrecking Ball, and you know, he worked with with all kinds of great people. I would say that if anybody wanted to to hear Emmylou Harris at her brightest, I'd say Wrecking Ball is the album to look at. 
And so, yeah, <laughs> my that's, personal a, that's a classic. Yes. Same here. I love that record. Man. So I should, I, we should probably go to the beginning and ask, I should ask you where you grew up and you've already mentioned that you came from Canada, but what part of Canada did you come from? Uh, I grew up on the West coast of Canada, like, uh, there's Vancouver Island, which is off the coast of the mainland in Vancouver proper. Um, yeah, I lived there for years and toured out of there kind of as a base and toured across Canada. And then okay. Started touring down in the States a little bit uh-huh. um, as I kind of got going a little more and, and then started making records. Um, I was making records back home, like doing a lot of production and just about for other people, for myself. And then I kind of started doing that. I mean, I made a record down in LA and then uh-huh. kind of was coming and going from there and then eventually just decided to make the jump down there and move down there because a lot of the music I really love is made down there. A lot of the musicians I really love live there and sure. play, play out there and stuff. So yeah, I, made, I, a, made the jump right before the pandemic. <laughs> right on. Oh, wow. So recently. Yeah. And were you, uh, have you been able to work with any of those, those musicians that you, that you idolize? The LA music? Yeah. I mean, the, the record before this one, we hired like a bunch of heroes, basically of mine. Like, um, I worked well. The producer was this guy Tyler Chester, who is um a, a friend now. And at the time, he was somebody I really looked up to as a producer, and he produced a friend of mine, and Maddie Cunningham, who also played on the record. Um, Bob Glob, who plays with, who's played with everybody over the years, a bass player, um, guy he played, and oh, Adam Levy, who yeah. plays, played with Noah Jones and Tracy Chapman played, and Rich Hidman played, who's amazing, amazing steel player and amazing guitar player. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of a big, a big party of all of our favorite LA creatures. And, um, we had a similar plan with this newest record to do something like that. Like we'd booked the studio, like we, we did everything comes true at United and then this new one, Get Free, we were going to do it at Valentine, but, um, COVID hit and then we were super locked down and sure. couldn't do it. So we just recorded at our house, yeah. Landwatch style. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And, and yeah. yes, LA definitely probably locked down worse than others. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was like it's like it was like a it was like a small town with like really great restaurants. That's what I keep saying. Like the restaurants <laughs> kept happening, but all the culture kind of dissolved. You know, a lot of people moved away, which is a bummer. But yeah, it was a, it's coming back now. It's really great. To see. As you tour right now, are you playing the rubber bridge guitar? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you probably heard it on that record. I. I oh, played yeah. it almost exclusively and I've, I've been touring playing this one telly for a few years now that I love. And I just, I did a gig or I did a rehearsal with the rubber bridge guitar. Like, and it was just, it was just, it just blew everything I've ever, every other electric guitar I've played in a trio, like out of the water. Like there's just such a wide range of like textures you can kind of capture with it. Like I've been doing this thing with like, I have another little amp, like a little, five watt amp that I'll have on a switcher and I'll turn it on and I can just touch the body of the guitar. And it just sounds like a steel, like if I'm fretting a chord and I knock the body of the guitar, it kind of does this overtone feedback thing. that sounds like a steel drum or something. So oh, wow. I'm always figuring stuff out with that. Mm-hmm. I'm still figuring that instrument out. It's like endless, you know, it yeah. sounds so good. Explain the rubber bridge. So it's because people aren't going to understand what, what, what's going on there. Totally. I'm, um, he's, he would tell you it's not his original idea, but there's this guy in LA named Ruben Cox that basically came up with the idea of 
replacing a wooden bridge or a metal bridge on a guitar with a piece of rubber. And he's kind of just perfected it. So it's like, you can imagine like you have a piece of rubber and the strings are sitting against the rubber and that's the contact point. It's like the sustain of the instrument dies right away. So it, it creates this entirely different um, sound. You know, it's almost like a, a pizzicato violin or something like it's oh, really wow. funky, and uh-huh. physical sounding. Like when you just like, you know, when you like DI it, like when you record it and just plug it right in to your console or whatever, it, it just sounds like the low end on it sounds massive. So he'll, and the guitars that, that sound the best to my ears are the ones that he takes those old Stella parlor guitars or the, you know, the little old cowboy guitars kind of, and he'll reset the neck, like level the frets and then just like intonate it. And just, just like, he just does such a great job of setting those instruments up. Um, and he has like making it this whole new thing. Yeah, he has. Yeah, mine has like a like a humbucker and then like a piezo in it, so I can plug into two um, different spots. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. I mean, it's like it's just so cool that like it's such a like in its essence, it's such a simple idea. But I mean, he's changed music. Like it's on like the most recent Taylor Swift record. Oh wow! Like it's on every every record, every new record cool record you could think of it's like featuring his guitars wilco <laughs> is way into it like it's crazy and it's so simple and he, i mean he's just such a he's a rad dude and um it's like really cool about not being too not being like elitist with it either like he just has a little guitar shop that yeah. he runs in silver lake and <laughs> right yeah on. it's just part of the community you know it's a great dude i think they're making a documentary about him oh really pretty soon Right. Yeah, because because he you know he's a, such an innovator. Yeah, exactly. Every time you go into his store, he's got some other new weird idea. You know, he just conceptualizes <laughs> all these ideas. And some of them are weird and are hard to apply to your musical world, but like some of them are just and, and so you mentioned the Silvertone amp. Are, are you using another amp as well? Um, it's I'm not using a Silvertone amp. I'm using a it's like a five watt Kalamazoo. Oh, okay. So it's like an old Gibson budget yeah. thing, and then I have one of those new. Fender Princeton amps. I think like those new silver base ones. I think those are just the best sounding yeah. thing. I mean, for especially for the price point, but like, yeah, they're just, when you tour, it's like, if you need to count on, I used to tour with those projector amps, like those weird film sound amps and they're awesome. But yeah. the Princeton, if it, if it breaks, I can just take it to, I can take it to guitar center or I can take it to get repaired or just get a new one at Guitar Center, any city in the U.S. Pretty much, <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. So, <laughs> Very yeah. good. I love it. Yeah. And, and that's, so the Princeton, is it's the new one, but the, with the printed circuit board? Or is it the hand? The, uh, yeah. Or is it the hand, hand-wired one, the Chris Stapleton hand-wired one? I don't think it's the Stapleton one. I think it's just like the, the printed one, like off the rack, like okay. silver face, like reissue, whatever, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, 68. Yeah. custom they call it 68 custom motor okay motor. but uh, yeah i love them like i love the reverb in them and the tremolo i can't uh-huh. get i can't really beat it for what I, in high school did you play music yeah i'm we had a music actually my music teacher i just found out my music teacher just passed away she was a great lady her name was jan heinrichs and we had a good music program though and I, I played kind of in the jazz bands and uh-huh. concert bands and all that and she uh you know we got to play a lot in the band room we just kind of hung up there and played music it's great yeah and how about when you uh when you got out of high school, did you start playing out right away or were, or did it take a while? I think I kind of bridged that. Like I started playing while I was in my, maybe my last year of high school. Just started playing around where I could, you know, like open mics. 
yeah, just whatever you can do in here and not not of, of age. Luckily in Canada, the drinking age is 19, so it's easier to kind of get out and play bars sooner. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of just started playing around town and then eventually started booking tours like around Western Canada, which is, you know, not a ton, not a ton of people that are or like big markets, but enough small markets that really appreciated having live music that could still put together pretty good little tours. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. The And yeah. as a Canadian artist, is, what is it called? CanCon? How does that work? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I know exactly, but I mean, the the basics of it I think are you can they the Canadian government um, imposes regulations as to what as to they have to have a certain amount of Canadian music on the airwaves, like a certain percentage. Uh-huh. Like they kind of so Canadian artists kind of get the benefit um, of getting played up there, you know, because I mean America is such a powerhouse culturally. Sure, and so it's kind of you know to compete with to compete with them. I think that was their idea. Is like we should support our own artists, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's a funny thing, you know. I mean, there, we have really great grant funding systems in Canada too, and it's a funny thing to like um, the concept of subsidizing or like you know creativity in that way. Like, sure. I think part of me is very cons- like I'm a very liberal person, but part of me is very conservative when it comes to like I think art should. I wish all art had the same chance to just like to just be seen for what it is, you know, and when you start to kind of like mess with, but like, it, it's just, I mean, it's a hard thing to regulate. It's a hard thing to sure to balance and you want to support artists and everything, but it's, there's, it's all those systems are kind of complicated, I think, but CanCon's was a good one. I mean, we heard a lot of Canadian music, but it was also really great to come down to the States and hear um, a lot of like, cl- even just classic rock tunes that I've never heard before, you know, like a whole, like, <laughs> A whole catalog I'd never kind of gotten to hear before when I was younger, so it was cool. Yeah, do you, and do you listen to terrestrial radio, or are you listening to to like Sirius, or how do you listen to music these days? I do in LA. I mean, there's some really good like I really love like the oldie station. I'm on the AM dial, honestly, a lot of the time, just because I I don't know what it is. I think it's my ears. Like I really like the the darker frequency, like uh, when like the high end is a little dark on am yeah yep, yep. so it's just that's what i'm where i'm at I, I think my i think i can't remember what what um it's preset in my van i can't remember what the, <laughs> the frequency is but but yeah i mean otherwise yeah i'm, I'm on i'm on the streaming services too uh-huh. um just you know forever everywhere else but it's also fun you know, we're out here it's so fun to scan the dials and see oh yeah what's going on and what people listen to it's such a such such good insight into the culture. So, oh, yeah. sure. No, that's one of my favorite things is uh, scanning the dial and usually finding like college stations where the where, you know where they yeah. where they can pick their playlist and just that uh, you hear so many so many like crazy things and then great things as well. So. Oh man, yeah, totally. Yeah, I man. Yeah, thanks for the reminder on that. That's such a good tip. We haven't been doing that enough. Right? I'll tell the guys we're going to start doing that here. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. especially in like you know in Wisconsin, there's a lot of schools out there and the obscure, but also some straight ahead music that you just wouldn't hear anything anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's so cool to get like DJs curating their own shows. Too. Oh, that's yeah. a, I mean, that's kind of a, that's a lost art. Exactly. And um, commercial radio. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally. <laughs> Do you have a website? Yeah, uh, samwebermusic.ca. Okay, good. Very good. Yeah, man. And that, so that people can find you there. And are you on Spotify? Yeah, all, all, the, all the 
all the normal stuff, the you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that. Yeah, all those all those streaming platforms. We're we're up there. Um, yeah, any any kind of normal place you find music. Okay. Oh, the other thing. Sorry, just bouncing back. This is a dumb thing. Bouncing back to radio. One of my favorite things to do is try and find. I mean, it's it's like it's almost like I listen to all of it with a grain of salt, of course, because a lot of it is not factual. But I love listening. To, I love finding coast to coast. Oh, yeah, here. Coast you ever listen to that yeah. show? <laughs> of course. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's it. when uh, when when Loveline when when Doctor Drew and, and Adam Carolla stopped doing Loveline. Then yeah. it was always coast to coast AM because they're gonna have crazy freaking alien stories and uh, dude end of the world Sasquatch world. like oh, yeah. yeah I want to hear about the aliens in Mount Shasta you know yeah. we just love we love us <laughs> but just what so kills funny. me though is that is that the ten minutes of uh, of ads at the beginning of the hour and then <laughs> and they're always oh yeah there's so many they're very good at at teasing the segment and then barely get into the meat of it before they go, go to break. <laughs> <laughs> <drives> totally. <laughs> it's it's great, but it drives totally. me up a wall. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I should, because this is vintage guitar magazine, I should ask you. So, so tell me about your other guitars. Or yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, a lot of the record, uh, the, the acoustics I used on the record were like, I used that rubber bridge on almost everything. And then I had this tally that's like a parts caster of like a, it's like a 76, that's kind of been Frankenstein mm-hmm. over the years that I bought. There was some dude out in Peterborough, Ontario, which is like out by Toronto that was building parts casters like back in the nineties. So I found it on Craigslist and that, that's been my main thing for years and years until I started playing this okay. rubber bridge more live. But, and then before that I had, I was playing like a, I played all, I played all sorts of stuff. I mean, on the record we, ha- I have like another rubber bridge acoustic that Ruben made. That's like, it's an arch top, like one of those old Kalamazoo, it's a, like little arch tops, but it's like really deep. Sure. So it's like it's kind of like it, you know that guitar that Dave Rawlings plays with Gillian Welch. Um, no. Like the little. <laughs> it's like it's like a an Epiphone. Ze- uh, oh, Zephyr. I can't think of the model. Yeah. It's not a Zephyr. It's like a small body arch top thing, and okay. so it's kind of like the Gibson oh, Gibson that's... version of that. So I have two of those. I have one that's rubber bridge, and one that's just like sunburst. Uh-huh. Um, normal acoustic so i like those a lot and i also have like a i'm really down i really dig those in back in the early 2000s fender was putting out those highway one guitars which were like sure yep. um budget model you know remember yep. those like budget model kind of things but they had the nitrocellulose finish on them too yep. so they were like they would still wear and look cool and sound great and so i have one of those that's basically like a rycooter Okay. guitar that i play that my partner mallory is basically stolen because she loves it she thinks it's the best thing um, <laughs> ever so but is she, yeah is she on the road with you right now not this time no, no she was out with us with bahamas but she's got she's working on some new music and okay she's hitting the road herself um she's going to europe next oh, wow. in a couple months here so okay. yeah <laughs> is it anything crazy with covid like traveling from state to state is it the, the restrictions or lack of restrictions swing wildly from one way to the other oh yeah like everybody everyone's on a different page with it you know but i mean the the, uni- the uniting thing is just everybody's so stoked to like get out and yeah. see people again and be see music again <laughs> yes be free you know exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's um it's been it's been great i mean with the mask mandates coming down too it's been yeah it's been it really started to feel like things are kind of coming back to normal which is really nice you know? yeah. yeah yeah 
when you get done with this tour, is it more is it more writing and and recording, or are you going to go? Are you going to are you going to do a different leg of the tour? Um, this one, I have like a, a few things. I'm doing like a serious gig up in Toronto, and I'll probably tour around that uh-huh. um, at the end of April. But after that, I think I'm just going to kind of take it easy for a sec. Um, we were moving into a new place. Okay. Um, over in like Altadena, like East East LA, sure. Basically, so yeah. Mal and me are going to take some time to just settle in and yeah. build our studio. You know. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Any exciting things in your home studio? Like do you ribbon mics or stuff like that? Anything you're using that's hip on? My so I mean, my secrets, man. I mean, I would. I love like, I'll, my one thing that I, I'm reluctant to talk about too much, but it's. Um, I got, I learned from a dude in LA is like, there's those, there's these ribbons that they used to use as like vocal mics or like an SM58 equivalent uh-huh. called, or like, you know, like a, like a vocal mic or whatever, but it was a ribbon. It was built by Bayer called the M500. Okay. Um, I've been, I bought like as many of those as I could find just cause <laughs> they're really great. Like, yeah, they're really great. Like rejection, like you can use them and you can like, I record a lot live so you can use them on a singer uh-huh. live and they reject really well, but it's just like the most beautiful vocal sound right, right there. Like it's super bright and, but and present, but not aggressive. And yeah, I'm way into those. Of, I mean, our, our studio stuff, not a whole lot of stuff. I and mean, we have a bunch of amps, like we have a bunch of those Kalamazoo amps and Mal's got a bunch of cool guitars. Like she's got like a ES, um, three thirty, like full hollow thing. That's really great. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, you know, just kind of nothing too crazy these days. I mean, we want to, when we build up our studio, we want to go nuts. I mean, part of, part of these tours is just that I go, that I go on is just gear reconnaissance for building the studio. You know, we scan yeah. Craigslist and we oh, scan yeah. all the things <laughs> to try to find the that, best stuff. You know? So, um, so where do you, I mean, yeah, so you mentioned Craigslist. Do you go to like pawn shops or probably not pawn shops, but do you go to like music stores or something to find some of this stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're actually the guys actually are inside a music store right now. Oh, really? Um, yeah, um, and yeah, we go kind of all over. I mean, my we do go to pawn shops, like, but you know, the pawn the pawn guys pretty much have it on lock. Like, they're they're oh, yeah. they're really good on the internet. You know? Yes, they are now. Yeah, but I will say when I, I was in Edmonton a few years ago, and I feel so good. I feel like the only for this. I feel like the only person who like pulled one over on the pawn shop guys but we were in edmonton a few years ago and there was a 72 p base for like 700 bucks oh man and yeah i, I bought it and i sold it for like three grand and paid for a whole tour you know so every <laughs> every once in a while you know there's there's something like that you yeah. just have to keep an eye out you know <laughs> that, that's cool it's pretty uh, funny. Speaking of, of financing tours, uh, when you're touring, can you can you su- I mean, can you support yourself by touring right now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's been slow to come back, and some of these shows are light, but uh, we our costs are really low to the ground. Like we sure. tour in a Dodge Caravan and crash with people when we can, and uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'll tell you, it, I'll tell you at the end, but how this one went, but I mean. It's it's definitely slim margins though. Like, it's not. Um, and, and you know, a lot of guys, a lot of people do a lot better than I do. I think out here, I'm like, I'm still pretty small potatoes. But it's it's uh, there's nothing I'd rather do. And oh yeah, you know, have a good time out here. So for sure. Well, I should probably let you go so that you can get into the music store and find cool gear. Yeah, they're getting all the deals, man. They're getting all the deals. <laughs> 
Well, cool. So once again, mention your website so that people can find you. Oh, yeah. It's samwebermusic.ca. Okay, cool. Cool. And Spotify and the name of the new record again for everybody? Is Get Free. Get Free. Right on. And it, yeah. it sounds great. And I've, like I said, I, I love the, I mean, it's just so vibey. It's it's so vibey and, and cool to listen to. I love it. Oh, thanks so much, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see you at, we'll see you at Smiley's next time. Yeah, That's sure. We well, play outside. I, anywhere here in Northern California, I'll come out and see you. Hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Cool, man. Yeah, talk soon. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Have Guitar Will Travel. You can catch up on all the things I'm doing at thedeadlies.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms as well. And please support Vintage Guitar and all the wonderful things they do because they do many, many wonderful things for us guitar players. Thanks. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.